Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To Your Good Health Radio. We've all been guilty of negative thinking, but did you know most of it has been programmed from birth? Joining us is Dr. Shad Helmstetter, world-renowned self-talk personal development coach. He will share some tips on how we can erase our negative mentality from the past and we can replace it with new, positive, life-changing transformations. Sometimes it's not our situations, surroundings, or people in our life that are to blame. It's that little voice inside our head. If you want to get off that mental hamster wheel that's keeping you stagnant in life, don't go anywhere. It all starts now. It's To Your Good Health Radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert, Dr. David Friedman. Changing lives just for the health of it. Our next guest is the founder of the Self-Talk Institute and the author of more than 20 books in the field of self-talk and personal growth. His books include the classic international self-talk bestseller, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. His latest books include Negative Self-Talk and How to Change It and The Secret Words of Success. His books have been published in more than 74 countries worldwide. He's appeared on over 1,200 radio and television programs, including Oprah Winfrey, ABC, CBS, NBC, and CNN News. Welcome to the show, Dr. Shad Helmstetter. It's great to be with you. Oh, it's great to have you with us. Now, whether people want to get healthier, lose weight, make more money, or just be a better version of themselves, one of the biggest obstacles is that little voice inside their head. Tell us how we can be our own worst enemy. Well, it's true that from the moment we're born, we receive messages first from the world around us, and then as we grow a little older, we get messages from ourselves. And we used to think that those thoughts or those things we said out loud didn't really mean that much, but we've learned a lot since those days, and we now know that every message we get that is repeated is not only recorded in the brain, but with enough repetition, it gets wired into the brain. And the key to this is that that the part of the brain that stores all of those messages, all of that self-talk and all of those outside messages that we got, that part of the brain doesn't know the difference between something that's true and something that's false or right or wrong or bad or good. It just, it just acts on the strongest programs that it has. And we grow up and become our number one programmer without knowing, about, knowing that we're doing it, and we're doing it all the time every day. Yeah. What percentage, I'm curious, of our bad habits, insecurities, and fears are programmed into our brain when we're children? Most of them. Most of them? Um, yeah. It's as much as 97% of the, of the wow. attitudes and, and programs that we carry with us came from when we were very young. The, the the problem, though, isn't that, that we got some bad programs when we were kids. The problem is that we repeat those same programs, and so we end up duplicating the programs that we got most. And, and unfortunately, about 90% or more of our programs are completely hidden. We have no idea what they are, but we react to them. We, our brain responds to them constantly. So that's like, that's like our autopilot. Right. Yeah, they say, you, you know, the old saying is you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but in your books and courses, you share how we can rewire our brains. Can this be done solo or does it require counseling or having a support system from a friend or family member? I ask this because sometimes it's hard to see the forest from the tree. Well, it's true that we can do it by ourselves, but we have to have a, a good reason to do that. 
and we tend to fall back. Let's say we decide to lose weight, and we're going to change our self-talk so that we lose weight. Right. And instead of saying everything I eat goes right to my waist and uh, I just can't stick to a diet and no diet works for me, let's say you turn that around and start saying the opposite in time, in a short period of time, maybe three to four weeks, your brain will get the new message, but, the, but it has to override the old messages that you already have. So if the old messages say uh, one more bite won't, won't count, won't hurt, those right. old messages will, will win. In, in the brain, the strongest programs always win. So let's say you hired somebody or got asked a friend um, when we can actually uh, associate together. You ask somebody to, right. to go around with you and record every single thing you said for an entire month. They couldn't record your thoughts, but they could record everything you said. And then, and then at the end of that month, you ask them to, to print out everything you had said. And then you, you get a yellow highlighter and you underline everything you repeated frequently. You would see a perfect picture of your programs. And they would, they would end up being either unusually very positive or normally kind of neutral and negative or very negative. But you, you, would, you would get a printout of the programs that are actually determining your success in anything you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I know in your book, you share how what we say to ourselves is crucial to who we become. And this includes calling ourselves names. And, you know, I caught myself doing that yesterday. I knew you were coming on the show and I go, I got to bring this up. I was walking up the stairs, carrying a glass of cranberry juice. I stumbled and I spilled this red beverage all over the carpet. I instinctively shouted at myself, you stupid idiot. (laughs) I call myself an idiot. And I'm like, man, what did I just do? How can people control their biggest critic in life themselves? Yeah, everyone listening has done what you just said. Well, <laughs> the first is to, be, is to become mindful, which is getting really popular these days. Become mindful of your of your self talk, of your of what you're saying to yourself, either unconscious, no, consciously, silently, right. or out loud. But but the there are really three steps to to getting it. And having spent now about 40 years studying this subject, I found that, that if you follow these three steps, you can actually make a difference. You can make, you can make some changes in your own programs. Mm-hmm. Step number one is to monitor. So that would mean to listen and listen to everything you say, everything you think. We're not used to doing that, so it takes a little while. It takes some effort to get used to listening to yourself. But after a while, you'll, you'll start to notice everything you're saying and everything you're thinking. That's not hard to do. It just takes some effort. Then step number two is to edit. Every single person listening right now has the ability to edit, to stop what they were about to say if they were going to say something that's harmful or would work against them and turn it around and say the opposite. So all of those programs we got growing up and then the programs we we learned later on and said so often to ourselves without thinking about things like I can never remember names or I'm just no good at that or nothing works out for me or uh, I never have luck or I never have enough money at the end of the month or it's on and on and on. And, And it's those kinds of messages that we used to think were relatively harmless. But we've now found out that they're not harmless. In fact, they're directing, they're defining who we are as individuals every single day. So it's powerfully important to, to 
begin to recognize by monitoring your self-talk and then to start editing, it's powerfully important to say, wait a minute, I'm in charge. I'm responsible. This is up to me. Right. So, you know, and people are, they're negative without even realizing it. We call them red lights instead of green lights, even though they're green 80% of the time. And we wake up every day with an alarm clock, but the word alarm always represents a negative reaction. Alarm, when someone's alarmed, that's never a good thing. And last week, a cashier asked me how I was doing, and I replied, I'm in whack today. She looked at me like I was speaking a foreign language, but what if I said I'm out of whack today? She would have understood that. You're How right. can we? Ch- yeah. Yes. I, so we need to change the verbiage of our stinking thinking, right? It's and we don't realize it. Yes, I I actually started my earlier career as a linguist. I was a, a Spanish English interpreter for the U.S. government in Cuba, and and because I had learned foreign languages, I understood that the key to programming the brain is repetition because that's that's in fact how we learn a language when we're an infant and very young we learn our first language and we learn it perfectly or as perfectly as the people around us were speaking it we learn to speak that language without going to a single day of school or having a single class it's just repeated and it's repeated mostly in the background but our brain is listening and our brain picks it up so that's that's the basics of how we learn a new language I decided later on when I started studying the brain and studying self-talk that it might be possible that the brain is actually has learned an, a negative language, the I cannot or I can't do this or I'm no good, has learned a language and that it might work to actually learn a new language and teach the brain a new vocabulary. Right. The, it sounds so simplistic to say, well, I can, and I, I'm going for it, and, and I can deal with this. It sounds simplistic to say it just like this, but if you think about it and you start thinking that way day after day, you literally change the outcome. And I won't get too technical, but your, your listeners are intelligent people. This will make a lot of sense, and it's really interesting. People who think and speak in the positive actually grow more stronger neural networks in the left prefrontal cortex of of your brain. So if you reach up right now and just tap right above your left eyebrow, right behind that spot, um, you're actually growing more neural networks in that area of the brain when you're thinking or speaking in a positive way. So we used to think that positive thinking was just, uh, didn't really mean much. Mm -hmm. Like thoughts, they would go in one ear and out the other, and we didn't know that we were actually doing anything in the brain. Now we can watch it happen. Interestingly, that part of the brain, that's the part of the brain that um, helps us find solutions, uh, gets us to take action and, and move forward. So that's a very important part of what makes us succeed or what makes us fail. On the other hand, people who think or speak most often or frequently in the negative are actually wiring more neural networks into the right prefrontal cortex of their brain, and that's a part of the brain that gets you to stop or hide or um, not find solutions and to to flee. And so so it's, it's actually neurological as opposed to... Um, yeah. 
it's some kind of a, a motivational concept. It's, it's, it's the way the brain operates. And, and once we've learned that, once we understand that, we realize, my gosh, I don't want to wire any more negative stuff into my left prefrontal cortex. I'm going to get it right. I'm going to or into right. my right cortex. I'm going to get it right. I'm going to start speaking more in the positive. And I don't mean, I don't mean Pollyanna positive where you just pretend everything is okay. Right. It's not. Um, but people who learn good, positive self-talk take responsibility. They, they take control over, more control over who they are and what they think. They, get, they do things when they need to do them. They tackle problems. They see the world in a way that, that allows them to see themselves succeeding at doing it as opposed to failing. And so the, the positive self-talker actually becomes a very responsible person instead of just um, a wishful thinker. Yeah, I know in your book, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself, I read something that was a mouth opener for me. You said that we're told no during the first 18 years of our life, 148,000 times, and the yeses we receive don't balance out the noes. Give us an example of how we're shaped by what we can't do, say, or feel. Well, when we grow up believing that we can't cut it or that we're not good enough or we're not smart enough or all of those messages we got from people who I guess were just trying to protect us, but, but they were giving us the wrong programs. Uh, when we grow up that way, that becomes who we are. So our identity is made up almost entirely of the programs we have about ourselves. And as I said earlier, the brain doesn't know, the part of the brain that stores those messages doesn't know the difference between something that's true or false. It just, it, it, it goes with the strongest program. So if we've been telling ourselves for years, um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not material for that. I'm not cut out for that. Uh, a simple example. You can say for years, I'm no good at names. I can't remember names. I'm the world's worst memory. And you've been saying this again and again. Right. And then, then you meet somebody and you really want to remember that person. And then seven-tenths of a second, the name is gone. And you're going through the alphabet trying to remember what that person's name is. And your brain, meanwhile, is saying, see, I did exactly what you told me to do. I, you've been telling me for 37 years you can't remember names. You got it. Done deal. Yeah, that's interesting. What have you found that works like when you're reprogramming? Is it, are, you, are you a fan of visualizing, positive affirmations, writing down our goals and, and, and escaping this negativity? What works best or is it different for most people? Well, what I've been, what I've been studying and, and researching for a very long time is different ways that you can change your programs. The easiest way we've found is listening to the right self-talk. So I've been recording self-talk now for about 35 years, and people all over the world listen to it. It used to be recorded on um, cassettes, those, those little black plastic things that we used to use. Um, mm -hmm. And then it was recorded on CDs, and now it's streamed. Um, and, and I don't want to sound commercial, but uh, listening is, is, works well because it's exactly like learning a new language. It's just learning a new vocabulary in English. So listening works well because your brain is listening whether you're paying attention or not. So that's a good way to program. And another way to program is to begin to write out messages. I don't, I don't really call them affirmations so much because self-talk is a lot more functional. It's a lot more specific. It's directive. Right. 
like I do what I need to do when I need to do it. I'm always on time. That's not really a, a spiritual kind of affirmation. That's that's something that tells you specifically what to do and how to do it and how you react and how you act. So self-talk is less, a- less affirmation and more specific directives to your brain that in time your brain records and then it wires in and they're there. We can find them now. And, and then that becomes your new picture of yourself, your new reality. So if you think about that, and your, your self-esteem is made up entirely of the programs you have, whether they're, whether they're good or not. That's, that's what makes up your self-esteem. And self-esteem right. really means your, your estimation of yourself or your picture of yourself. So everyone right now listening has a picture of herself or himself, and that picture is almost entirely made up of the programs that they have right now in their brain. And 90% of those programs, we're not even aware that they're there. Right. That makes sense. I remember uh, reading about, you know, Muhammad Ali that, you know, he would always say, I am the greatest. And then he had a shirt that said, I am the greatest. And he had a piece of paper, I am the greatest. And he became the greatest. But he truly believed he was the greatest. And I don't know if he believed it or convinced himself and rewired his brain to become the greatest. But as you said, he was able to fulfill this this greatness and become one of the best boxers of all time. And, you know, I think that when people have doubt or I don't know if I'm going to beat him in the ring and then boom, they're beating in the, they're, they're, they've been beaten in the brain and therefore they don't make it in the, in the, in the ring, correct? Yes, that's absolutely correct. Um, I, wrote, I wrote not too long ago, um, again, that the secret to success is repetition, 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 repetition. Every time Muhammad Ali was saying he was the greatest, he was wiring his brain to believe that. And maybe at first it wasn't true. And we often think when we start using positive self-talk that, ah, oh, that doesn't, that's not me. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not that much. But but give it some time, and your brain will begin to see that as long as it's possible, as long as it's realistic, your brain will accept it, and then that's, that'll be the new you. I had a, um, <clears throat> I had a when I was a, a number of years ago, I had two very young boys. They were little, and um, I was studying self-talk, and I imagined, I thought about what I was saying to them. So I imagined that for a month, I couldn't talk to either of them. And instead of talking to them, I imagined that each of them had a little bitty keyboard strapped to their little chest. And on top of the keyboard, there was a sign that said, Dad, Mom, everything you type into my keyboard will be stored for life and acted on as though it's true. Please be careful. Wow. So, so I imagined that, and then so that I thought, that instead of talking to either of my boys, I would have to type the message in. And I realized profoundly that I would never type something like, oh, you're so stupid, or you never do anything right, or I can't trust you, you never tell the truth. I knew that I would never type anything like that into their keyboard if it was wired right into their brain and their brain was going to buy it. So it's a good image to keep in mind because that, that tells us not only helps us deal with our own kids now as they're, as they're growing, but it also alerts us to what might have been typed into our own brain by our parents and our teachers and our friends and our K-12 
kids in school who weren't really good friends who told us all the bad things about us. It's it's good to be aware that we got a lot of bad programs. They were the wrong programs. They weren't true in the first place. And when and now when you practice changing that, you practice positive self-talk. You're you're literally rewiring your brain with the correct programs, the one that should have been there in the first place. Yeah, I love that mental keyboard image. I think that's uh, valuable. You really would think twice about typing it, but we don't think twice about saying it. So I love that image. Let's talk about the health aspects of self-talk. You know, so many people take ownership of their disease, their aches and pains. I've had patients refer to their sickness as my cancer, my arthritis, and words are powerful, and that's basically locking their disease into the self-limiting box. What can people do to not self-talk themselves into ownership of their health challenges? The first step is to take, is to make the choice, make the decision to create the healthiest possible mindset. So that, that's when you practice seeing yourself as a healthy person as opposed to somebody who's constantly struggling with health issues. Um, I'm not a medical doctor, so I don't step broadly into the area of how important or the effect that our self-talk has on our, on our immune system, as an example. But as you know, the, the evidence is now really clear that we play a major role, our own thoughts, our own words play a major role in our healthiness at any given time. And so it just makes sense to begin to see yourself as a healthier person and what what happens invariably when you start saying I'm healthy, I do the right things to maintain my my health. Um, I enjoy taking care of myself. You find yourself eating slightly differently. You find yourself pushing the plate away a little bit sooner. You find yourself saying, No, I think I will spend a few minutes exercising. What's happening is that your new mindset is literally controlling your attitude and your attitude controls your behavior. So your new mindset is literally getting you to do those things that help, that help you become healthier. And that increases the synapses in that left part of the brain that you're talking about. That's what it, That's right. it narrows down to. Fantastic. In the minute we have left, there's anything else you'd like to discuss that we haven't covered? Maybe some of the programs you offer at selftalkplus.com? Well, there are. I do invite people to, especially now, uh, to listen to self-talk because it's going to make you feel better even while it's helping you change your programs. And you can, you can stream self-talk to your phone. Um, it is a subscription service at, at selftalkplus.com, but, but you can listen free for 30 days and you can cancel at any time. So that's, that's our way of saying if you'd like to listen, just even just for 30 days, go ahead. And there are dozens of subjects that you can listen to and Listening now is a good idea. I think it might help what's going on in your home, what's going on in your life, what's going on with your future and how you look at what's coming. Fantastic. Great information. Thanks for joining us. I think this is such an important topic. Uh, I think self-talk is is uh, is something we should strive for, for anything that we want to pursue. And to learn more and get your copy 
of any of Dr. Helmstetter's great books, go to selftalkplus.com. And while there, be sure and check out his subscription of self-talk sessions from weight loss and self-esteem to career and business building, success, relationships, and more. It's all there. You can follow Dr. Helmstetter on Facebook and Instagram at Dr. Shad Helmstetter on Twitter. He's at Shad Helmstetter. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Dr. David Friedman. On Instagram, I'm at Dr. D. Friedman. If you heard Dr. Helmstetter share something today that could benefit somebody you know, maybe they're talking themselves out of things. Maybe they need to stimulate that left side of their brain. Send them a link to this podcast. It's available at toyougoodhealthradio.com and radiomd.com. And check out our podcast library. Share these segments with friends, family, co-workers, and on social media. You can also subscribe to future podcasts at iHeartRadio and iTunes. More to come. Stay tuned and stay well. Be positive, folks. Self-talk, good messages to yourself. You've got this. Thanks.